All our lives, we've been told to go to school, get good grades, get a good job, and you'll be set. How's that working out for you? I'm Tavana Denise, physical therapist turned life and business coach, and I'm on a mission to help you create a life you love and a business on your terms. If you want more time, more freedom, more flexibility, I can help you create it. Welcome to Breaking Protocol, the show for women in healthcare who want more. This is like my second interview in two days, and I'm so excited for all the just like amazing women that have been coming to share their wisdom with all of us. And we have no exception here. Ms. April Bragg. I'm going to brag on her a little bit because (laughs) I met April in a mastermind that we both belong to. And I was like, you, April, have to come talk to the ladies in my group because maybe they won't listen to me because I'm just a plant mom. But you're a real mom and a coach for busy moms, which most entrepreneurs are. And I just remember us being in that call where our colleague, was, she was just distraught at the thought of paying more attention to her business than to her children and being torn and what to go through. And you just said, what would you do if you had a newborn that needed a lot of attention because it couldn't do anything for itself? And the lady, she just had all kinds of ideas about what she could do. So I was like, April, you have to come on and tell us all of your secrets. So The formal bio is April Bragg is a life coach and creator of Create a Home That Takes Care of Itself. Now, this is a three-month program designed to help busy moms eliminate overwhelm by taking control of their schedule and creating a home they enjoy and a life they love. So welcome, welcome, April. I'm so excited that you're here and I can't wait to hear what we get into. Well, thank you, Tavana. And that mastermind was amazing because that coach put together people that are further along on their journey like you and people who have been not as long in the coaching program like me. And I learned so much from the things that you have shared and brought to it. And I really am passionate about this idea that moms can not do it all, but do all that matters to them. You know, they don't have to prove anything to anybody. They can decide what's important to them and focus all their time and attention on it. And that the people that are in their life, you know, their spouses, their children, their extended family members, those people do not have to suffer just because they're pursuing their dream. I think it's limiting beliefs that keep us thinking that if I'm doing something that feeds my passion, it might hurt somebody else. And I think that's just as a phrase, my dad would say hogwash. So (laughs) (laughs) I like that one too. So could you kind of like, how did you get into life coaching for busy moms? Can you tell us a little bit about that? I can. Yes. Uh, Well, first of all, I was the busy mom. You know, I'm similar to you, very type A, very driven, you know, bringing on more, proving I can do more all the time. And um, so we were at this stage where I was working part-time, homeschooling my kids, remodeling our over 100-year-old farmhouse from top to bottom, seriously, like 
we were, had uh, dirt floors sometimes, and we were walking across the plank to the laundry room. And on top of that, I decided, oh, I want a challenge. The kids would like chickens. Let's get chickens. And all the, I just kept on adding more and more into my life because I was craving a challenge, not realizing that the reason I was craving all these other challenges was because I wasn't answering the challenge that was in my heart, you know, my calling. And so through all of that, I got overwhelmed and figured, okay, I'm going to solve this problem. I am a problem solver. And I did. I eliminated all the overwhelm, simplified my life, simplified homeschooling, automated everything in my life, and then created a worse problem because <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm an ambitious woman and I have no projects, <laughs> you know, <laughs> literally miserable. And so after that, I decided, oh, I can probably go back to work. And so I went back to work because I had automated my homeschooling for the kids. And I wait, pause. Okay. Did you just say you automated your homeschooling for the kids? Yes. Yes. Okay. So let's pause right there because okay. I know a number of women watching this is like, wait, what? <laughs> how, yeah. first of all, tell me how old the kids were at this point and how did you automate homeschooling? Okay. I went back to work full time when my kids were, I believe, 12 and 14, I'm not remembering the exact ages, but somewhere around that neighborhood. But before that, when they were about eight and 10, I started the process of automating. And what it is, is I basically taught them to read, made sure that they were reading well and solidly. I got them math books and textbooks that they could read the material and then answer the questions and grade even themselves. And I just made I sure I spot checked them every once in a while. And then it was the consistency. You know, they never got up asking, are we doing homeschool on a Tuesday? It's raining outside. And they basically just taught themselves. I call it the Abraham Lincoln style of homeschooling. It really worked. My daughter got into the honors program at the local university had no problem integrating from this path of, quote, self-teaching, which I'll tell you, the best part of this is all the pride that they got in their life and the ownership from taking control of what they were learning, you know. So it was just a new way of thinking about it that somebody taught to me. And I thought, hey, we'll try it and we'll see if it works. And it worked so well for us that literally I probably spent about 15 to 20 minutes a week overseeing, you know, just kind of checking up, seeing if they had any questions. It worked out perfectly because my daughter went to college. And then when COVID hit and they sent all those college students back home, she was like, ah, this looks familiar. <laughs> <laughs> so walk me through, because this is fascinating to me because I know a lot of moms that are at home right now, they, they didn't sign up for this. They did not oh. sign up for the homeschooling. They did not sign, sign up for virtual learning. And they're mm -hmm. like, April, what is this Abraham Lincoln? Can you break that down a little bit more in terms of like yeah. what exactly that is? And maybe what might that look like post COVID, like in this mm. kind of a Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I was a homeschooling mom. So I wasn't trying to implement what uh, maybe the public school system was sending my way. Gosh. So there's a big deal. 
But even then, I think there is a mindset here that can help in that if you will teach your children to take responsibility for their results, whether it's doing their own schoolwork or whether it's cleaning their room without having, without waiting every morning for mom to tell them to make their bed. Mm-hmm. You know, if you'll put those trainings, I mean, it's literally trainings into their lives of, hey, I'm not going to remind you every morning to, to make your bed, but I'm going to, you know, check it every once in a while to make sure that you're doing it. Mm-hmm. And not in a mean way or whatever, but it's a, hey, I am giving you the opportunity to step up to a little bit of responsibility, little bit by little bit, you know, according to your age, according to your ability, because it's going to be a benefit for you as you grow in life, you know, so it's not overwhelming them with it. But specifically for the homeschooling path, it was a matter of, it's a matter of finding out what's most important. You know, do we need to learn all of the subjects, you know, do we need to learn Latin and debate and basket weaving and, you know, what are the core things we need to learn? And in my mind, the core three things that my kids need to know to go to college and pursue whatever their dream, whatever their path was, was that they needed to be able to read and comprehend well. Mm -hmm. And then secondly, they needed to have and practice math skills at a level that was useful for everyday life. Mm. What does that look like? Or what does that mean? Oh, well, it means when my husband takes my daughter to Hobby Lobby when she's 12 years old, she's like, ooh, I've got a 40% off coupon and this item is 50% off. And so that means that it's going to take $3 of my birthday money. So then I can get this and that, and I can create this and sell scarves to, you know, my friends. That's what practical math looks like. And she's doing it all in her head. Yes. Practical math. I love that idea and that concept. Okay. So you had the homeschooling on autopilot and you taught the kiddos taking responsibilities for their results, which by the way, I think we all need to learn that lesson because that works for us in business too. So then you went back, you got bored, you, you, you gave away too much responsibility and then (laughs) went back to work. And so can we jump a little bit ahead to like, how did you get from that place to starting your, your own coaching business? Yeah. So at work, you know, I'm really good as a business administrator and office administrator, both of those positions. And uh, when I was there, I had a person in my life that for the first time in my life, I couldn't make peace with somebody, you know, they were nitpicking and I thought I was going to pull my hair out. I was just an emotional overwhelm over, I frankly called him a narcissist and thought he was trying to destroy me. And um, it was during that stressful time that I was introduced to life coaching and practicing the mindset that came out of life coaching was what made me realize, oh, this is just changing everything. It's not only changing my relationships at work, it's changing my relationships at home Because, you know, before I was the perfectionist mom, and now I am the relaxed mom holding space for my kids. And so that was what started me on my path to becoming a life coach was the benefit that I saw in my own life and how much it made me a better wife, a better mother, a better 
employee, you know, a better friend. And so, um, so I went through that process and then it just became a matter of seeing, oh, these are the gifts and the abilities and the talents that I have that I've developed through all my years. Now, how can I use those to help other people reach their goals? Because that's mm-hmm. kind of what I realized, you know, always in my heart, one of the reasons I became an office administrator and then moved on to business administrator was because I had this deep desire to move people from their, you know, starting point to their goal. And I would just always see these little paths of shortcuts of, ooh, you get there. And, oh, we can make this easier, you know. And so to me, it was like, oh, life coaching is just, it feels everything so much better, you know. Plus, you've got that mindset work that makes all the difference. Yeah. So let's talk about the mindset work because I totally want to hear one of your favorite hacks for making things more efficient and moving people along, but the mindset piece, what does mindset work look like to you? What is that mindset work that you did to help improve the relationships at work and at at home? Mm, Yeah. Uh, One of the things was I learned the difference between circumstances and my feelings. You know, at one point, it was one of my bosses. He said to me this comment of, I don't think you should have advocated for your own race. Mind you, this was two months after he gave me my race. And I I know, I know. And I just- Well, wait a minute. What were you supposed to do if you didn't do that? Wait for it to come to me. Oh, no, ma'am. Yeah, I know. I know. (laughs) But it was at that moment, that was the wake up call because, you know, he had been saying little nitpicky things to me for a long time. And as a perfectionist, when you try to avoid making any mistakes at all, because you don't want to be criticized at all, but you have one person in your life that is still saying everything critically to you, it was destroying me to try to separate being um, perfect with making him see that it was perfect. And that was when, well, it was Brooke Castile's teaching where, you know, she showed me the difference. And then, you know, you realize, oh, I can't control somebody else. I can't control their words. I can't control the circumstances. I can't make them think a different way. Mm -hmm. But what I can do is I can see that my thoughts are in between whatever that circumstance is and my feelings. And if I can change my thoughts so I can control my feelings and don't feel so frustrated and anxious and at my wit's end, then that'll be enough. And so, I mean, that was just a miracle to me to realize that there's just one piece that I need to work on. And it's Mm -hmm. my own thoughts. Mm-hmm, about that circumstance. So let's take perfectionism at work. And you said you were a perfectionist. So I imagine you were also a perfectionist at home. So what did that look like? And how did that change in this process? Yeah, it was probably the biggest change was realizing, yes, perfection turns out a pretty product, but you are not trying to do very much as long as you are trying to maintain perfection. You're only doing what you're good at. And if you want to really grow, then you have to get okay with failure. Hmm. So what would you say for the perfectionist moms? 
in the in the group? Ooh, yeah. The perfectionist moms, you're looking at your child sometimes and you're saying, um, it shouldn't be like this. They shouldn't be struggling with this. I've shown them how they should know how to clean the room. They should have gotten, and you take all that out. And instead of saying should, you realize number one, they're kids. What they should be doing is testing everything and learning through testing, you know, and they're kids. It's their job to push your buttons. <laughs> is, is that what the job? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Role of button pusher will be, oh my goodness. Filled by your son. Yes. <laughs> but instead of yelling at them and thinking, I've told you before, and if you don't get this right, you know, it makes you, you know, I'm a terrible mom is what it comes back to. You think, ah, oh, I must be a terrible mom because my child is still struggling with this. Instead of that, you just say, no, this is a process. You know, what's the better way that I can approach this? Mm, okay. And so when it comes to overwhelm as a mom in the home, yes. let's just start there. Like, what, what are your thoughts about overwhelm just as a mom? Like, we're not even putting, also putting on the hat of business owner. Like, okay. how do you help someone walk through overwhelm? in just the mom situation. Yeah, usually I start with identifying what is causing the overwhelm. Are you trying to live up to somebody else's standard, whether that be, you know, the way your mom was a mom or your mother-in-law or your husband or just whatever you think you might've brought into your mind, like, oh, you know, moms do it this way and they never have this. So, you know, we find out, is your overwhelm, what is it? Is it comparison? Is it because you think that, um, are you flat out just tired? You know, sometimes overwhelm is just because you're moving slower because you're exhausted. Why are you exhausted? I, I think the best attitude towards this is the curiosity. Instead of fighting against it, start questioning it from a curious space. Why? Am I overwhelmed? Mm -hmm. And just be open to what comes up to it. Yeah. So then when you put on the business owner hat and you got 8 million things happening at home and 8 million things in your business, especially in the beginning phases when you're trying to learn and set up all of those things, like, do you have any specific things that you use that seem to be the most effective? Yeah, a couple of things. I always start with the idea that it can get better from here. So, you know, when you're starting a new process, it can get better from here. You know, oh, I'm learning how to talk to people on Zoom and record and send out or, you know, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. It's only going to get better from here. You know, I'm only going to get better. As I get better, it'll get quicker. So that's encouraging, you know, to stay on that journey and to keep on learning. The other thing is to believe that there really can be better uses of our time. I mean, I, I keep on thinking back to this idea that, you know, 40 years ago, all you could do at one time was wash clothes. Now I could be talking to you, doing an interview while I am, and I am right now washing my dishes, <laughs> <laughs> washing my clothes. My bills are being paid automatically online and 
I'm thinking about getting one of those cool little Roomba vacuums, you know, oh they're actually vacuuming at the same time. Yeah. But it's just when you come with curiosity, you can find better, more efficient ways of accomplishing the tasks. And that's if you need to be doing everything that you're trying to do right now, you know, or whether you are, you know, letting perfection slow you down. Mm-hmm. So that's really, it, you know, there is a very individual component to um, finding out what really is slowing you down. Is it mindset? Is it perfectionism? Is it just belief that it can't be done? But then you see somebody else do it and you think, ah, well, maybe it can. Yeah, I like to take a business efficiency approach to my home and then create as much time as I can out of that to then bring it back to my business and, you know, oh, more time. Yeah, Yeah. I like the idea of taking the efficiency part and bringing it back to your business, which brings me back to that original, the reason why I asked you to come on and talk to everyone, because like, I would have never come up with that. I never would have thought of, okay, well, how like, what would you do if you have a newborn that you're integrating into your family? So could you talk a little bit about mom guilt as it relates to business owners and how to navigate that and maybe what shifts might need to happen? Yeah. So anytime we're feeling guilty, we're just automatically slowing down. We're slowing down in our energy. We're slowing down in our thought processes. We are questioning everything. So as a brand new mom, if you were, you bring your baby, brand new first baby from the hospital, that first time that you're trying to give them a bath in your own, you know, little tub or in the kitchen sink, it takes so long. And then you try to put a diaper on them and that takes so long. And then you, but you fast forward six to eight weeks and that mom is doing all those things while talking on the phone to her girlfriend and has supper cooking on the stove. You know, sometimes it is the uncertainty that slows us down. And so when we bring, um, when we have, when we're carrying mom guilt, you know, like, oh, if we have the thought in our head that my business is stealing time from my family, Mm -hmm. then everything we do in our business, we're going to feel guilty about and it's going to slow us down. We would never think that that newborn baby girl that we're bringing into our home is stealing time from our husband or our sons just because she cried and was hungry and need to be fed. Mm -hmm. No, what we would say is, oh, it's baby's time to eat. And then after that, it's going to be your guys' time for lunch. You want to watch me feed the baby? And now I'm going to give attention to you guys. You know, that's Mm -hmm. how we need to even do with our business. It's business time right now from, you know, maybe 10 to noon. And then I'm going to come and fix you guys lunch. And it's going to be your time. Even Mm -hmm. if it's smaller, you know, if you had really small kids at home that you were trying to build a business around, Look at how you can bring them around you. You know, sometimes they just want to be in your presence. Hey, can you work on your business, Nova? Can you work on your schoolwork? Can you draw a picture while mommy's doing her computer work? Can you do your computer work to the site? My, my son used to call this cucumber work when he was little. Are you working on your cucumber again, mom? <laughs> what is that? What is a cucumber? He, he couldn't say computer, so he said cucumber. Oh, <laughs> so I always think that I'm... 
uh, sorry, son, he's 16 now and he's six. He'll be all right. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go work on my cucumber. You working on your cucumber? <laughs> oh, that is adorable. So, as long as we have mom guilt, then we're closing up our business and we're walking away from it and that's hanging over our head. But when we don't, when we have curiosity and, and when we believe there's got to be a way, let me just find it then we'll start looking for things. You know, maybe I need to hire somebody to wash my children for a couple of hours so I can get a couple of solid hours in. Or maybe um, I just need to wake up a couple of hours earlier. You know, there will be something that comes up out of a mind of, like I said, curiosity rather mm -hmm. than mom guilt. Right, and just this closed down idea of it can't be done, so now I gotta close up my business, which made me think, when you said that then people close down their business and it's really interesting this idea of feelings and emotions like you're having the guilt around working on your business so then you close the business but then there's the guilt of not having built the business and then you find yourself in this terrible terrible spiral that never ends oh yeah and to not have hope you know to be sitting in hopelessness all the time like it didn't work that is so heavy, you know, and then it kind of makes us hesitant to try something else. But when you have the idea of it's only going to get better from here, mm -hmm. you know, like the newborn, you know, the newborn is wonderful. She's adorable. She sleeps most of the time, but mm -hmm. it's as wonderful as it is. Are we going to say, oh, it's only going to go, only going to go downhill from here? You know, oh, they're going to grow into an ugly, mean, stinky teenager. No, it's only going to get better from here. We're only going to get a more closer relationship, a better time. They're going to get more fun from this age. Business is going to get easier. Your child's going to get easier. You know, there'll come a point where you're like, oh, it is. Look at all these things that, you know, two months ago were hard to do. And now mm. they're easy. I'm just rolling, in, you know, some processes through in my business. Mm. And you know, I'm accomplishing in 20 minutes what it might have taken me four hours before. That is such a good point and such a great parallel of thinking about the business like a newborn and it needs a lot of love and care and attention in the beginning, but it's only going to get better there. It's only going to get more independent mm -hmm. from there. And it's, yeah. you're, you're absolutely right. And I'm so thankful for you coming on and sharing your wisdom and perspective and insight on this because I'm like, yeah, I think I'm going to use the baby analogy a lot more. I use it some, but I just never even really realized to the depths that the comparison is so real. It like takes on this own, its own entity, its own identity of itself after a while. Yeah. Yeah. It just gets better. You know, it might also get more difficult. You know, you're still going to go through growing pains when you hit that next stage. And when you watch your child drive out of the parking lot in their vehicle for the first time, mm -hmm. you know, you know, that's probably where your business is, you know, hitting the stage of just like, whoa, you know, there's right. some independence going on. Right. Um, Hiring people now and thinking about team and it's like, yeah. oh man, I was just getting comfortable. <laughs> Right, right. I was really enjoying this age 14 where look at all the stuff. This kid can make his own quesadillas. You know, I don't even have to feed him anymore. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so good. So before we wrap up, 
have I missed anything? If you had one, one word of advice or one piece of advice mm. for the moms who are feeling guilty or strapped for time and overwhelmed as they build their businesses, what would you tell them? Probably the one piece of practical, practical advice I would say is identify the three most important actions to take in your business and then just practice that consistent, consistently, you know, consistency and constraint. And with that, you know, as mom, you always, you know, our home is just closest to our heart. And we tend to think that, okay, after I get everything done in the home, then I'll squeeze in the business. Mm. But I, I think it's the same way. Identify the three most important things in your home for today. Identify the three most important things in your business today. Maybe do the home ones first, if those are the most important, but always be taking action on those three things. And just be, be content with even slow growth, as mm. long as it's growth, you know. And if you're taking consistent action and doing the three most important things in your business, there is no way but that you can't see growth. It might be small. It might not be, you know, like I have a client or I had this amazing thing. It might be that you're just seeing your list expanding or your group expanding or uh, you're, you're getting along further in your book or your methodology or something like that. Mm -hmm. And again, in the parallels, it just makes me think where people say the kids grow up so fast. And yeah. so we're, we're upset because the baby can't walk or the business baby can't walk and it can't do certain things. And then we look back in nostalgia, like, wait, when did you get, when did you start driving? When did you get married? When did you, you know, so yeah. to also appreciate those milestones along the way. So yeah. good. good. April, thank you so much for coming and talking to us. So can you tell us where, to, where do we find you? We need some more of this goodness and we need to get out of the overwhelm and the perfectionist and ditch the mom guilt. How do we connect with you? How do we find you? Yeah, I am on Facebook. So if you're a busy mom, I have a Facebook group, Simple Solutions for Busy Moms. And that's where I put my best content all the time. I show up every single day in that group and give out tidbits and encouragement. And so that is a great group. Um, I also have a website, aprilbragg.com, and I am hosting a challenge next week from overwhelmed to overjoyed, and it's a free challenge. It's going to be hosted on Facebook. I talk about unlocking the five keys to a happier home and a happier life. Truly, you know, nobody's going to believe this because, you know, we're all type A and, you know, want to get a lot of things done. It's always mindset it always always is it always starts in our mind it always starts in our belief we'll take better actions if we get better beliefs so that is what you know cats out of the bag i'm talking about mindset for five days <laughs> in that group <laughs> better so. actions with better beliefs i love yeah. it yeah and a hundred percent true in your business too so oh yeah and at home you know you can get your kids to do their chores. You can get your kids to clean their room by yelling at them, or you can bring them along by encouraging them. And I think that we should encourage them more. So. Yeah. 
So good. Awesome. So what we're going to do now is pause here and we're going to go into the group and see what questions we have and maybe do some live coaching, which is the benefit of being in the Thrive Network because you get to pick our pick brains, <laughs> pick our guests' brains. All right.